Hello everyone. Welcome to our weekly catch up. This is Unfiltered with your rich aunties. It's Dara and Stella and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Unfiltered with your rich aunties and I am Stella as always and I have here with me joy 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 to the world rich auntie here rich auntie vibes (laughs) always as always and so today we're going to be talking about mental health mental health in our workplaces in school just generally how we've experienced it i mean we're both in the health sector joy is a nurse and i'm kind of in the health sector as well i've been in the health sector and mental health for several years now and we kind of have first-hand experiences third-hand experiences second-hand experiences of all of these things i kind of wanted to talk about it bring a little awareness to mental health in general um so yeah uh first of all like for me like when I first came to Canada, mental health is not something that I was necessarily exposed to growing up. I mean, you know, if you're crying, maybe TL is crying or other things, but you cannot be like, oh, I'm depressed. No one wants to be hearing all those kind of things. Everybody just wants to hear that you're happy, go lucky. You know, if you're even wishing for something, they just say pray for, pray to God, be thankful and all of these things, but they don't let you really experience all those feelings of sadness, disappointment, regret, all of these things. You kind of have to keep it bottled in and there isn't really an avenue to kind of like, you know, share that, which that's my personal experience growing up. But when I came to school, you know, you start to realize like it's very, it's, it's very big here. Everyone is very aware of their mental health and, you know, they, like, you're always taking steps to make sure that you're in in a good mental space. And then I started working in um, the mental health field. I was a kind of like a client support worker, community support worker. So very like first-hand experiences with a lot of individuals that have mental health challenges. So it's really big. And that's when I, in my own personal life, decided I need to take this serious, like, you know, if it's like meeting with a counselor or just taking time, I think for me, it's it, self care became kind of like self care is key. Like even when you're doing yeah. interview, they're like, how do you distress? Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that you're not too overwhelmed or you know things don't get crazy for you? So self care is also a big part of mental health. Taking care of yourself, finding those things that you really enjoy doing or that relaxes you is so big. So yeah. like, probably like what what have you like coming here? Like how was mental health? Because you lived in you lived in Nigeria way longer than I did. So how was mental health like taking like when you back then when you were in school and all this kind of things? I did, yeah. Um growing up in Nigeria, we used to all you know, see all those people naked outside and be like, Oh look at this one is like Yawe and we never really understood like what was what's going on That's in true. their head. Like what are they actually thinking about? Do they are they actually sane? Do they have moments of like I'm okay and then they go back into like the thing. Uh, okay. Then then coming here taking classes I learned that okay that's a part of schizophrenia mm-hmm. and yeah some people might have it like they like 
they might have it that they, it would be like very severe. And some people, they might actually be living with society. They can do activities, they can do everything, but they still have schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's coming here and learning all about that. It just, um, I just started thinking like I was exposed to that. I just started thinking broad and wide. And like I learned that mental health and mental illness, it's an umbrella. Like there's so many things involved. You could just be doing your normal daily activities and you might not actually be okay. Yes. You might not. You Everyone's won't. on cruise control or something. Just, yeah. Just and immediately there's just one thing, just one thing that just disrupts it. And that's it. You just slowed with yeah. a... Like, you just spiral down, yeah. yeah. And in in Nigeria in school, we just heard, we just used to hear of some people just, you know, falling sick. Or some people just like, they just like, you don't hear from them from them for a while, and then you'd be like, what's what's happening? Or you just hear someone died in school, like how did they die? And then you hear, oh, the person had a failed a course, and then they. Committed suicide. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, why would they do that? We just because of a class. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what they were going through in their head. So, yeah, it's... And it's not, is it something that, like, you know, in, like, the Nigerian... I didn't go to university in Nigeria, but, like, in Nigerian universities, they even, like... I don't want to call it guidance, yeah, like all these just resources. No, there's nothing. They don't even talk about it. They don't talk about it. They will tell you all oh, that. Oh, you have an advisor, academic, but that advisor is your teacher. They don't do nothing. They don't help you in all those ones. Self are still like they're even going through their going own through, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they're still going through their mental health. So like, how would they even help a student? Another person is yeah. And there wasn't anything like that. And then you start hearing you, you start hearing people like ah go to Yaba left yeah from Yaba left and it's just they say it jokingly but it's really it's serious it's very serious like depression is real is very real and I didn't know that living in Nigeria I didn't know that and then yeah it's living in Nigeria it's the awareness is so low about mental health and that's very unfortunate but I don't know what we can do about it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, something that you pointed out, like, that, that is so big, and it's something that we still see in all these movies and skits and all, whatever, is the way that the, a mad person is portrayed. Like, because the way I grew up, it's like there's this... You see somebody, like, you know, they, like, just tattered, like, they're pro yeah. they're living in, like, on the streets. They're not, like, they're, they're, their mental health is not there, that they're mad. That's what, that yeah. they're mad people. But the thing is that, like, there's a lot of, like, you don't see that here. Why? Because they're heavily, like, they're, they're able they're to manage man the, the mental, like, and how, like, because we make it seem like, oh, the, 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 in court, mad people that we see on the road in, like, Nigeria, they cannot do anything like they are completely unaware of society you can take your, take advantage like a lot of people take some advantage. of them are it's just that like, it gets worse and then they can't they can't really they are not aware of any anything that's happening of the surrounding or they just they are just in their own bubble 
that's it and it's but, really unfortunate but it could be managed like it could but do we even have the resources yes to... like the medication and stuff when we talk about yaba left oh, yaba but... left is an institution right it's, it's actually it i mean the way we talk about it is almost like this fairy not fairy tale but this place that that we used to you know insult people but that it doesn't but it really does exist it's it an does. institution that people are there but how many of the how many how many are there how many of these la- yaba lefts are there there's only so much they can take taking right how many institutions are there and like all this even forget lagos for even a second because lagos is a bit more developed what about all these other states that are still really developing like do they have institutions like that yeah yeah and which brings me to social support because your social environment is very very important in helping you manage your mental health yeah, it is. Like in school back then, if you had someone that you can talk to, oh, like I'm having problems with this, I'm having problems with this course, this and this, like that starts like helping you, you know, manage your like stress and manage depression because depression is really school, is very real. I started nursing school and that was really hard for me in nursing school because it's just trying to navigate everything even though I, I was an adult starting the court starting the program it's really affected my mental health and if I didn't have like people around me to you know motivate me and like just help me distress I wouldn't have made it through because some people didn't yeah some people didn't because I heard of one person he he was into like drugs and alcohol and then he stopped he went into rehab and then he came, went to nursing school and nursing school just bombarded him in. and he fell back in he had to drop out of school yeah, that that sucks yeah like even here too like it's not as if in Canada they have it all together like we're still struggling with mental health like struggling with like the resources struggling with managing it talk less of Nigeria where there's no even resource how do you how do you even cope like I I, I wonder like I always wonder how do people cope I don't know how they cope they well we Nigerians we like banter and joke so we kind of all you know put everything on the back and put everything in a a cooler and (laughs) wait for it to explode Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. But yeah. Yeah, and I feel like another misconception around uh, mental health is that a lot of the mental health conditions are a Western condition. Is the Western people we have that the same brain. It. We think we think alike the same. So like I don't know why they will put a label on that. Yeah, it's not just the, it can affect everyone. It's how you manage it. I don't know how you seek those resources, right? Exactly. Like I think a big one like that I um I also I feel, I feel like I also fell into that misconception was autism. Autism is it's a big spectrum any like any child can fall in any spectrum and it was just so should I say crazy or unreal to see the amount the the amount of um Nigerian families that have children with autism here and you know a lot of them say oh it's because you know I had my child here or is the food we're eating or I, I I don't think that's I don't think that's, that's completely true. There are a lot of it's a myth. misdiagnosed or undiagnosed um, autistic individuals in Nigeria. No one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, like, and it we, doesn't. We just kind of say that oh, he's dead or something. They are dumb or they they're not able to learn. Like it's some of like some of the um, you know 
the the things that that happen is some 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 kids or some individuals with autism have learning disabilities. They have they they have like um, social. They're not able to socially like interact with different people. And I feel like in when I was younger to you, they would say, ah, you see somebody, you see a kid that's like on their own, mm-hmm. and then everyone say, ah, that person. So they just we just form whatever we want to form, but we don't actually like yeah. deal with it. And then you have all you you have all of these adults that cannot really like talk to anybody exactly. or interact and with anybody. The, what the next thing they will say is, oh, let's let's go and do deliverance. They, yeah, exactly. oh, there's always a religious part of it. And I'm like, okay, maybe someone is someone that is after them. That's why their child is what this the way they are. And sometimes it's just, it's just like I don't know. Would I say genetics? Oh, it's just. There's a genetic component to autism. There is a genetic component. Like to be honest, like I I've studied autism for quite a bit. I was also a family co- support coach. There there hasn't been like a. They haven't been pinpointed like this is the cause. I think there's so many different factors that contribute to the autism autism diagnosis. So there's so many different things. But like autism is just one of it. Like it's just one of the spectrum. Like there is an umbrella term. There's so many things that are involved in like being in the on the spectrum. So it could be like the delay or communication. Yeah, it could be delays and all of those kind of in communication. Yeah, like Big, big, all those kind of things, but like, like I said, like I think that like I, I know, you know what? I'm not going to um discredit. There are a lot of NGOs and a lot of people and agencies that are trying to, to shed more light and bring more awareness to mental yeah. health in Nigeria and 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 here too. Like there are a lot of like I mean, one of the one of the things that I didn't know that I'm learning now is work and mental health. It's such a big component. It's like yes. a lot of people are in jobs because they want to make an income or some. But the thing is that if your job is sucking the life out of you, there's a problem and you there's need to a, get out. a big problem. If you cannot sit down for one hour or like even you can't sit down for 30 minutes without thinking about something that happened in work somebody that is doing something or something oh, you're just worried that you made a mistake at work <sighs> and you dream about it yeah it's just it's too much because working working as a nurse well like we have so much responsibilities and then you now add working overtime and working so much just because you want to make so much money and then it's burnout must be all like it's high very high and compassion fatigue fatigue. i was just about to say that same yes it's it's very high in the nursing profession so yeah it's very high it's just about finding that balance you know and like okay i leave when i leave work i leave it and come come home and i don't have to think about work but to be like you know thinking about work all the time oh i have to pick up this shift pick 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 this worried about like how much did money you do the paperwork well yes. oh my gosh yeah did i give the patient the oh, don't think about did you give the patient the right, please give the patient the right <laughs> medication 
But like I, I can imagine, and I mean, not just for nursing, like a lot of different professions. As, and I think working from home too has made it, like, I mean, for nurses, they don't work from home, but all those professions where you now work from home, now your work is literally five steps away from you. And that is a big problem because you could be sleeping or you'd be laying down trying to relax and you remember that one thing, ah, this thing, and you just walk five steps to you. Like that is not healthy. It's not. That's not healthy. There needs to be a, a boundary. There needs to be that, that's work time and this is me time. Exactly. If not, you're going to get so overwhelmed and so burnt out and then like the, a job that you used to really like or enjoy or stimulate you is something that you don't want to wake up in the morning to even do. So yeah. I think that like, I think in summary, take care of yourself. Like, like self care is very important. What do you very... what do, what do you do for self care? What I do for self care mm-hmm. when I come back from work, I take a nice shower, and then yeah, I take a nice shower and I have something nice to eat. Food. Yes, food, and then just maybe watching TV, just something to like to like take me away from the hospital world or the patient world, everything, and then just you know try to distress because if it's a really bad day, maybe someone died, that's that day's yes, and someone I knew and took care of, it will be it's it's gonna be a very hard day. So what I do to try to you know de-stress yeah is to take a nice shower and watch it watch watch tv yeah that's what i do yeah yeah that's i i feel like for me i like to i kind of like to hang out with my friends if it's not if it's like on the phone or Mm -hmm. like in person just taking time out to get out of that environment like i like to maybe go out and have a drink or mm-hmm. have like eat food just getting out of the space also helps me and i mean everything you do shower i watch a lot of pointless tv like you know like these cartoons i like watching yeah. cartoons that i know there's going to be a happy end and i don't want my i don't want to even think about like if there's a suspense or anything exactly that thing it just gets my head just to relax it's, i know that someone's going to have a good ending here so exactly. it's really good yeah. Yeah. like if you don't if you don't do that if you don't take a break you just go you're just going in circles and that get that just gets worse and worse and worse and then yeah i went for this like you know all of these like webinars and seminars they they talk about your your cup you 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 don't want your cup to be too full so you need to by doing self care you're pouring out all of those nonsense from your cup yeah. and you're starting over like your cup will always keep filling always keep filling but you need to be the person to take charge and pour it out yeah through all of these things that you do but yeah you know self care is important like it's very important for your work life balance work life it's, balance it's personal important. life but yeah um another misconception i heard about mental health is oh like it's only the men and men don't have mental illness. It's only the women. Hey. <laughs> yes, if you ask men, they'll if be like, I'm not depressed. Don't fall for that. I'm not depressed. <laughs> I'm, it's only the ladies that, that uh, they're always the ones crying, that crying because uh, yeah, they're always the ones that have chopped breakfast. Men don't chop breakfast. Hey. <laughs> they don't... <laughs> That, uh, that's yeah that's what that's the myth that is going around and yeah mental illness is for everyone 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 like it happens to everyone honestly and and it depends on how we respond to it mm-hmm. and that's what shows out so well i hope you guys 
take care of yourself, you know, do the things that you like. Practice self-care. It could be anything, even if it's just taking a walk or just breathing fresh air, just taking deep breaths. That's that's self-care. Yeah, and those who work from home, try to separate the space. This is work. This is my home space so that you can have that mental and physical boundary for work and your personal life is so important. But I mean, yeah, thank you all for listening to this episode and we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye. Gang, gang, gang. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unfiltered with Your Rich Aunties. We hope you had a great time listening to us. We'll catch you next week.